You're listening to Long Talks with Hannah Mae and Charlie J. I'm a full-time musician. And I'm in business marketing. Together, we're two young adults who started a podcast on a broken couch. Every week, we talk life, mental health, relationships, music, and much more. Occasionally, we'll have a guest on and dive into their life as well. Thanks for listening, and we, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. I sang it. Good job. I haven't, I haven't heard Dax Shepard in a while. I haven't either. And actually, the other day, I saw that Leslie Oldham Jr. is on an episode. They just recorded it. And so I was like, oh, man, I need to go back because I want to listen to that one specifically. And then I'm sure that there have been some other people. I just go through phases. And right now, I'm a yeah. true, cri- true crime yeah. mood. You... So I'm, right, I'm, I'm listening to Crime Junkie currently. Yeah, which Plug is like, is them. that new? No, it's been around for a while. I just recently got into uh, it. Yeah, because I would, because you had been working at home a lot, like everybody in the world, like everyone in the world. And I would come down and hear your crime podcast, and it's like yes. you're listening to people getting murdered <laughs> while you're marketing. It's well, it's there's something <laughs> so weird about how feel hearing about a crime that has happened to someone else. Yeah. And a situation that has happened to someone else. Um, one I find interesting because it's like a mystery and yeah. I like some mis- I like mysteries. But also there's something about and this is terrible, but there's something about horrendous things happening happening to other people that make me feel better. <laughs> about your own life? Well, just about being like safe. Like Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like thank God nothing like that has happened to yeah. me. Also, there's a psychological aspect of it. I love the psychology of figuring out why what what pushed someone to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess they don't they don't really get or do they not in this, get into in this particular podcast? They don't really get into right. it. I'm sure that there are others that. Well, do we that. just finished the what was it called Golden State Killer oh, yeah. thing, on which HBO. was awesome on yeah. HBO, and they went into a little bit. Which I was like split on because I wasn't sure if I wanted to know what made him a monster, but I also kind of found it in- a little bit interesting. Yeah, y- yeah. Because it's like, are we? You're not born like that. Nobody is like. Well, then you get into the whole nature versus nurture thing. Yeah, I think that there are some that, um, yes, you are a product of your environment. You uh-huh. are a product of how you're how you've grown up and who you're who you're surrounded by but also like i feel like there is something in our nature right that makes you go in a certain situ yeah. lean in certain situations and only very 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 small portion of people i feel like i feel like for for someone like that to be a serial killer you, like all the like all, all the, the stars have to. Well, align. yeah, but like all yeah. like the like the the casino like sevens had to like be in order, you know. <laughs> cherry, cherry, cherry. Like cherry. because like yeah. he must not have had a great. And this is turning into a true crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what this podcast is about, but yeah. we just love watching true crime stuff. Yeah. But I will not do a true crime podcast. Yeah. That seems like it's intense. No, 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 no. Intense. No, no, no. Let's start now. We we already started. Oh, okay. This is our this is this is what we talk about like we, we talk Constantly. about anyway. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. We do. We talk about everything. We talk about yeah. We live together or whatever. Whatever. We're like in love. It's Yeah, fun. we're getting married. Yeah. We are getting married. Uh sometime next year, I guess. Hopefully. Everyone, there are Do you have I mean, you know people, you have friends of yours who are getting married this year. Uh right? no. Or did they, they all push well, it back? Uh, uh, 
acquaintances more than friends. Um, But most of them have... So a gentleman that I actually work with, he, they were supposed to get, they're actually getting married. And I'm saying that with air quotes. You guys can't see this, but I'm saying it with air. Um, They're getting married in their backyard with just their parents and a justice of the peace. Oh, that's right. And then next year they will do the whole like ceremony and the party, the party. Yeah. We were at my sister's wedding. Was that 19? Yeah. That was when we we lived in California for a little bit. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we came back and there was like probably what, 80 people in that barn or something. Oh, you're, there was more than 80 people. There was probably 150 people at that wedding. Yeah. There so was a lot. There but, was a lot. And now that's like so taboo. It's like. Well, I, I mean, I was just, obviously just pandemic. Just the pandemic has changed life as we know it. It yes. has. It has. It's it's created obstacles and created um, habits that would, you never would think you would never think about yeah. it before this, but what's a habit that you've picked up that in, I've picked in up in the pandemic. Yeah. In the pandemic. Um, when I leave, I got to make sure I got that mask. It's like oh, yeah. phone Obviously. keys, yeah. wallet mask. mask. <laughs> got to make sure that's gone. Um, but it's, you know, I, I've never been an anxious person. I've had yeah. some. I've had some difficulty with depression, uh-huh. but ang- anxiety has never been something that I have struggled with. And this has caused me to have anxiety. Right. It's caused me to when I'm walking through the grocery store. Not that we do that anymore. We do click list <laughs> now. We do we just order it online. Yeah. Um, but when I at the beginning of this, when we when we first got back to Kentucky, and I was actually going into the grocery store, yeah, being close to people, being in that proximity proximity of someone that I don't know, right. would give me anxiety. Yeah. Um, because there's so much unknown. Yeah, that's what's scary about it, and that's what unfortunately drives people to not just not even worry about it like they're yeah. not wearing masks because they're like it inconveniences my life too much to put a mask on which yeah it's inconvenient but doing it for a reason we're not just doing it like look at all the other countries in the world and then yeah. just look at us i mean well i think it's it's very telling that in other countries first of all people weren't even allowed to go outside of their own living situations for a while. We have always been able to at least go out for a walk, at least go to a park. Right. They might have like, they might've roped off the, the swing sets and some picnic tables, but you know, essentially we've always been able to go for a walk if we wanted to in a park, other countries, that's not been the case. And also, um, they've just recently, like within the last, week or so i think yeah. um in kentucky specifically um had a mask requirement for being out when you're out in public um Is the fine still only 25 dollars. 25 dollars in other countries and i think a friend and i would have to fact check fact check this but a friend of mine told me that they were finding them up to five thousand yeah. euros and then also like there's real 25 dollars is nothing Nothing. Okay, not nothing to some people, but well, it's nothing to prevent a. Well, it's just it, there's pandemic. no there's no real enforcement. We also haven't had anything to compare it with, except for our generation. I mean, correct. So we are like, also we come from a place of where we can kind of we're like a padded generation. You know what I mean? Like we are like the generation before us, like with our parents and the, their parents, they were kind of like. 
okay, get up, you go to work, you get your paycheck, go home. I think it's actually, my, my opinion is actually it's the opposite. I think we've had so much bullshit in our life and we've survived it right. that we're just like, oh, well, we'll just survive this next thing. We were in, I was in uh, middle school uh-huh. when 9-11 happened. I remember sure. it specifically. Yeah. High school, ninth grade. I was third, in high school. Was in third grade. Shut up. You're so young. <laughs> um, Whatever. We've gone through the recession, but every single time our generation, we have come out to the other end and been. I would argue that our generation better. didn't go through the recession, that my parents' generation went through. Our parents' generation went through that. More, more, more so than we did. I mean. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Well, no, but it's it's a it's it's one also, of those it's a lasting effect of like yeah. because of that we had to take out student loans and credit cards and so yeah. now we are we are all in debt. I was just talking to um, a woman at work today about how we hate our apartment and want to move. Yeah. And she was like, oh, there's this really cute place that's in a neighborhood right down the street for me that's for sale. And I was like, I'm in no <laughs> place to be buying a house right now. By the way, for landlords listening, we love it. It's great. <laughs> it's, great. it's so it's spacious. We came from a 900 square foot apartment in California, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Yes. And we saw 2,000 square feet, and then we were just like, whole. And it was uh, less. $500, $600 less monthly. It was half. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right? right. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Because this is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is 16, and then the... The the one was 2,000. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Yeah, and then they were, they were going to bump it. Yeah, they were going to bump like it. to, like, 21 or something. That was... Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. also just very congested there, and... It was in a complex, which we didn't we like. Hated. That was the first um, complex we lived in. And it was just... The entire apartment could have fit in our upstairs yeah. of this place. Can I? I wanted to ask you something, and I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Uh, will you marry me? Oh uh, yes, you uh, have asked me that several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like in California, you were not on any kind of medication. Correct. Well, uh, I ran out. So you ran out, and you just didn't find a good doctor. Well, I so I ran out. Right. And by the time I got to, um, I tried to get back on it. So I was on Wellbutrin for several years. So I, um, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2017, in April 2017. And because of my past history from college, I knew that I needed help. So mm-hmm. I immediately went to my doctor and asked to be put on Wellbutrin. Can we use... Brands? Brands. We, we just gave our apartment uh, rent. So I'm sure <laughs> okay. we could say, yeah, yeah, it's a popular thing. Right? Okay, I'm sure. Are you worried people don't know it? Well, I'm, a, I'm afraid of like copyright infringement. Oh, no, this is fine. We're talking about, no, this is, Okay, no. they're not going to sue us? <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> and if we get that big where they, where they hear it, then okay. I'm, I'm happy because okay. we're that big. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was on it. Um, they put me on 150. Uh-huh. And then... Um, in October of that year, uh, the chemo was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. And so the decision was to take, was to go off of it. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that the rest of the year was going to be really tough, which it was. So I, I went to, um, a double dose. So I went up to 300 milligrams. Yeah. Um, which was, was that recommended by your doctor? Or did you just specifically ask? I specifically asked. Um, the thing that because of, 
I know myself and I know when I'm going into a place that I can't get out of without help. Yeah. I know when I'm heading towards that in, in that direction. And that has taken a lot of yeah. self realization, self inward look and all you that kind of stuff. You have to do it so many times. You do. You have to, you so have to you go know, through it and experience it. Sucks, I went through a very dark time in college yeah. and I learned a lot about myself in that time. So I felt myself going in that direction of that, of not being able to function in real life of being only wanting to sleep all day or lay on the couch and watch TV, not actually participate in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thankfully I have never experienced suicidal thoughts. Uh Um, I have only ever wanted to isolate to shut off and to just blob. Yeah. Um, that has been, that's my comfort. Yeah. Um, when I'm in a very dark place. Yeah. I'm the same way. I never had the suicidal thoughts. Yeah. But so back to like, was it so 2017? We met in that year, right? Correct. That yeah, was, we, met, that we met, um, New Year's Eve 16 into 17. Right. Yes. And when was your dad officially off of what, what month do you remember? So it was in October. They, okay. they, they took him off of chemo. Have you talked to your mom about that? What kind of decision that was like for her or, or what not? It wasn't her decision, but like what, how she dealt with that, I guess. Um, my mother is a very spiritual person. She is. Um, she is very in, t- in tune with her feelings and herself. She does a lot of, um, inward inward work a Uh lot of diving deep into feelings and all that kind of stuff so she's so she grieved the entire time so it was a decision the the chemo was wreaking more havoc than it was helping um and i think that it was a decision that both of them made together yeah um and i think my dad he he fought as long as he could Uh um but his his body just wouldn't have it. So right. um it just gets to a point where you just there's not, nothing right. to help. Yeah. So they just didn't want to keep continuing making himself so sick and right. and all that. So, and so you were still So that's when I doubled my dosage right, yeah. because I knew I needed that help. Mm-hmm. And so at, so he passed in December and I stayed on the 300 milligrams um, into 2018 uh-huh. throughout the entire year. Um, and then we moved to California at the beginning of 2019, yeah. January. And it was probably February, March, something like that when I ran out, when I was starting to run low. And I still hadn't found a doctor in that area. And so... Um, I don't think I ever, I think by the time I went to the doctor, which was probably May. It was a while. It was a while. So you were cold turkey off 300 milligrams? Yeah, it was rough. Holy shit. I don't remember. Don't you remember that? A little bit, but I don't remember you being like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm off of this medication. Well, I think think at that point, um, I was in such a mode of like, get up, go to work, get your shit done come home and it's not like we were doing anything yeah so it 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 Boy, was kind of mirrors current situation weirdly <laughs> <was enough>. all <laughs> um no but it was for me i was starting to i had obviously i still have moments where i grieve for my father yeah. i will always have those moments 
but I it I was to a point where I could face it. Yes. Without it becoming debilitating. Uh huh. And um, I am all for medication. I think if medication yeah. can help you, one hundred percent. But for me, I was just like I want to. I want to be able to feel things fully. Yes. And I think sometimes when we're on medication, and I think you've talked about this, how the high ends and the low ends mm -hmm. are all dulled. Yep. Um, you know, I feel like I, I wanted to, to f because I was ready to do that work, because yeah. I was ready to be able to uh, experience that pain, but still be able to live life. Yeah, if you're ready, like, if you need to take however long it takes to be on medication, yeah, but then not get off it till you're ready right. to actually deal with it without right. like without it causing without harm it causing, to you yeah without it causing yeah. harm to you mentally yeah just for the long haul yeah but, but yeah i mean was that what well Butrum was doing for you was it taking off the high ends or, or just both high no, and lower i think it was helping me i don't think it ever dulled the high ends yeah um i think i still felt those fully but it helped um it helped oh there's our little kitty there's if you can hear um Hi. it helped me not go so low it helped it okay. helped it there was a so like caught you at a yeah there was thing. like a safety net there yeah. um and i think sometimes for me especially um i think sometimes you have to go into those really deep ends yeah. to learn more about yourself to be able to recognize when you're heading towards that direction to be able to pull yourself out but until you know what's there yeah you don't know what to avoid. Right. Um, yeah. And I just think that, you know, because it, it's just, it's a mature, it's a maturity thing, but it's also, it's a self-realization thing. Not a maturity thing. Cause people can be super immature and still True. have self anyway. Um, but I think, but it, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, and I'm on like the lightest version of Zoloft basically. And I, but I'm such a sensitive guy and also since going to california we've learned so much about like each other and how we function individually as adults as yeah it like that has changed my so i'm not really sure how my high school version of myself would have reacted to this medication right because that's when i needed it the, the fucking most yeah was in high school and i recently told you that i've blocked out i have clear blackout i like blackout memory like not blackout memories that's a oxymoron but like uh spots that are blacked out for my because <clears throat> up until i was 18 i was all into sports i was going to do sports my whole you know i was going to do it like in college and then and then after that and but i had some really shitty coaches and they caused me a lifelong anxiety mm -hmm. debilitating anxiety mm -hmm. and part and that has caused me to black out certain moments in my life so when my parents will be like hey do you remember this part of high school when you did this and you played these guys in basketball or whatever and i'm like sorry I don't know because after that it was just a whole different and now I'm doing music so it's like a whole different life it feels like. But this was the first one I was diagnosed with. Yeah. The first medicine. You know, was that how many were you on before Wellbutrin? Um it was it's only I've only ever yeah. tried so, tried that. Um It's just how many willing, yeah, how many I are you think willing it, to try, I guess. Exactly. I think it well it's just you got to figure out what what works for yeah. you and what you're able to to handle and because you know I a lot of my friends they get on certain antidepressants and it makes them either gain weight or it makes them anxious yeah. or, you know, it makes them have really weird dreams and, and all this right. stuff. And, um, 
I am so thankful that the first one that I tried worked so well for me. Yeah. I don't think that that's the case for most people. And I really hope that this time around it's the same. Yeah. Also, things could change. Uh-huh. Um, I've recently gone back on to the, to, to the antidepressant just because I'm having such a hard time concentrating these days and no motivation. Right. Um, which I think is true for a lot of people right now, but for me in particular, I don't like that about myself. Yeah. And so again, that's me recognizing certain patterns uh-huh. and going in a certain direction and wanting to stop myself at a certain point so that I don't yes. go into those depths. And I think that yeah. that's, that's one thing that, which is great to know, Yes. You know, but you know, at some point the idea is to just like, I gotta, I have to find a therapist and mm-hmm. I want to talk to somebody like yes. regularly and then obviously it'll be with medication at first, but eventually to get off the medication. Well, I think for for you in particular, you know, I think that because you do have those moments that you have blocked out, uh-huh. um, that is caused that has is the root of your anxiety. Sure. I think you need that professional yeah. person to help you guide help guide you through that. Yeah, and it, it was. It, I mean, it's just my brain's defense mechanism. Like it, it is. was just such a. It feels like it was a different life, yeah. weirdly enough. Like I'm a different, and obviously it's it was, you know, there's a whole humongous difference between someone who's 18 and someone who's 22, even though it's four years or whatever, 20, well, 28 now, but. It's uh, like you were not 22. Sorry, I, mean, I was talking about the difference between high school and college. Yeah. Like graduating high school and graduating college, which I think is the biggest uh, transformation as an adult. And like. I don't know. California taught me some shit, man. Yeah. Well, I think, well, one, you know, not to speak for you. You can speak for me. (laughs) We know each other. But I think that one, it is, it's, it's one, it was also the first time you left the nest. Yeah. Not, not just your parents' house, but also the place that you grew up and have known your entire life. Yeah. I have lived in several different cities throughout my entire thing. And I think that that one helped. Yes. You learn more about yourself and you standing on your own two feet without that quote unquote safety net. Um, so you can, you, so you pull yourself up for your, through your own bootstraps and you do what needs to be done and you learn a lot about yourself. And we, yeah, I'd only lived with you for three months and that was the first time I moved out of my house. Like I lived with my parents till I was 26. That would make me 26 back then. Yeah. You know, partly because they're my partners in music and partly because honestly it was easy. It was much easier and they, they knew that too. And honestly, I mean, my parents are so they would have me back like right now, which they've told me before. And I kind of feel like, I don't know. I feel weird about that. I have mixed feelings about how I feel about that. Really? About how I feel about, well, you know, I'm, but I'm not there. I'm, I'm, you know, and I I also think that it's because they are empty nesters as well Mm. for the first, you know, I lived with them for, yeah, 26 years. So they feel like they want someone back. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, I think it's one of those things that as we grow up, when our parents say something, yeah, they say it from a certain perspective and we take it from a certain perspective. So from their perspective, them saying, you are always welcome back here, right. we love you, is because it's coming from a very loving place of, of course. Like totally. if you need this, we are here for you. We right. are your safety net. We're always there. But for you, uh-huh. it's coming from a place like, oh, if you fail, right. I'm your, I got your back up. But I that's not at all what they're yeah, thinking. Yeah, I don't even want that. Like yeah. part of me doesn't want that. 
that that plan B just because I'm yeah. plan. What if like if plan A doesn't work out? Why even? Why should I even fucking bother with plan A if, right. if plan B is like? But they totally are just missing their kids. Yeah. Because I was out. We were out in California, and there were, I had like three or four mental breakdowns. Had to fly back, and and you've like we've we had a rough time being yes. away from family. Yeah. Um, it was not easy being what three thousand miles away or something on the other side of the world whatever it was ridiculous like so it was it. three hours <laughs> a different direction i can't i don't yes. even, I don't even yes. know which way it was but uh but yeah I not think, three hours in a different direction no no no, no th- like uh, three time zone time zone. See, she knows what i mean <laughs> because we've lived together for <laughs> thank you for translating you're welcome uh, so the, anyway back to our introduction for this podcast is i wanted to start this podcast because I don't know. I wanted to talk about what people don't talk about and I want to normalize mental illness. It, it's really, it's not normalized in the way that I think it should be. And I mean, we've gotten better, but it's not like if everyone has it, but nobody wants to just dive deep into what like, okay, but there's a layer past that. Like what's, what's the layer past that that makes you go, Hey, I don't want to remember these memories from high school, you know, that makes you like blackout. And, and honestly, I read this and you, you, you read the book, um, right there the orange one or is it right there that's uh how to not give a fuck or whatever oh yes the subtle art of not giving a subtle fuck. art um what is that i'm looking at an outlander harry book. potter that is not <laughs> <laughs> what is it like was, oh you've read harry potter right <laughs> yes i have i'm like rereading it right now uh but i think that book changed my life and i would try to explain it to my family mm. Every time I tried, I would break out into tears. Really? Because it spoke so deeply to my heart and it like touched my heart every time I would read it because it was like, you don't need to worry about whatever. Part of anxiety is you're, I'm trying to control everybody else. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be like, is everyone okay here? Oh, I hope that person didn't mean something by that. Like, you know, saying one thing that was like offhand and then overthinking it. But, uh, and that was the first thing that I read because it was outside my family. I'd been inside. And if anybody from my family is listening, you're great. <laughs> but <laughs> we love you very much. But there's fucking baggage, man. Yeah. Well, every family has baggage. Exactly. But you got to I find I think I pinpointed it in certain point and you've helped me with this too. Mm-hmm. But it's about, you know, and you've you've also told me a lot of, a lot of a lot of what I'm about to say is which is since I work with my parents so closely, we also we make music together, which is a very intimate thing to do. They're also my parents. And when you are young, you think your parents are invincible and they can't do anything wrong. Right. And I still thought that until I was, you know, moved out or, you know, I'm still, you know, learning that. But you have a different perspective when you're not with them all the time. You learn that they're human beings. You learn that they're human beings. And, uh, you know, makes you sad in a whole other way. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it, you know, I have to admit to you, I have not finished that's okay. It. I started it and I was like, wow, this first chapter is so good. <laughs> and then I never went back to it. Well, hey, man. Um, like, well, we can talk about but that But yes, later. but I think, you know, going back to the purpose of, of this podcast, I uh-huh. think it's, it's, it's integrating mental health into the conversation so seamlessly yeah. as everything else. We are so comfortable talking about politics right now. We're, we're getting more and more. Even comf- fucking money. We're getting more, yeah, exactly like, about money, about yeah. also all of these other things. But there's something about when start when people start talking about mental health, it is so much better than it used to be. I must say that first. Yeah. But 
there's still something about when you start talking about mental health that people become uncomfortable. Yes. That people think that there is something um, wrong and that there's something that people can control when uh-huh. that is not the case at all. No. Mental health is something that is not firing correctly yeah. in the chemical makeup of our brains. Yeah. And it's it's either from from birth or it's because of some trauma that has happened Nature, that nurture. is that is rewiring how right. all of this shit works in our brains. Yeah. And so we need to be comfortable talking about it in order to rewire it back to quote right. unquote normal or to a to a place where we feel more comfortable in a place where we are as as individuals right. feel okay living. Yeah. I mean, do you think cuz right now I mean well, I've been living, but. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, how I've been on meds for a couple of years and it really it only like what it took it took a friend of mine just saying, "Hey, didn't think this that these meds could help, but because part of it when I was feeling like all those debilitating feelings back in high school, you think you're alone. You think there's no medicine in the world that can help me and I'm just gonna you just start to get used to life like that Mm. and I would get I would have so many like weird habits because I was used to an anxious life and waking up with a with like a pit in my stomach I couldn't eat I couldn't and it it just it all actually weirdly revolves around sports because I had this one coach who shoved kids in lockers and making racist comments to uh, Asian kids on our team And, and now I have it you know it's just it's just like a it's like it's like PTSD, it, like it's a ripple effect, and even if you don't notice it all the time, it's well, still it there. rewired you. So yeah. any situation that even remotely could possibly be any s- close to yeah. be in any kind of situation where it's someone that is a coach or someone right. that is position trying to help you or yes, position of power. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> um, but even, it, has, it rewired yeah. you to like, oh, I need to feel this way. And it's because I was in eighth grade. Like I was a kid. Yeah. And what, what does that put you at? Like 11, um, 15? Sure. 18? I don't know. Uh, I Not was, 18. I, I know 18. that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But and now with this pandemic. So part of the reason why I wanted to come back here was because I have a network of contacts as far as booking yeah. and musicians. Because that's that's my whole gig. Like Like before we moved out to California, I was playing like three, three, four times a week and, and getting booked at these restaurants, uh, which ironically no longer have live, live music. <laughs> well, currently, obviously. But and then here, here we are. All my gigs were canceled. Yeah, everything was. And, and that no matter how many times somebody says to me, it's not your fault. The, quarant- the quarantine pandemic, nobody could have seen this coming. I will always think to on a deep level that uh, it's my fault. Like I could have done something. You really? Know I mean? Part like not not like the pandemic's my fault, but like not working is your fault. Yes. Huh. It's just it's a weird. It's just a strange feeling. Yeah. And I you know I don't know I just can't can't really put words into it. It's like a weird like like before so when I wake up sometimes I have this pit in my stomach, and that's 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 when my unconscious mind that's just before the meds have kicked in for the day. You know what I mean? So my unconscious mind is very anxious because, of, and I'm assuming it's because of the quarantine and <coughs> president. Um, but yeah, I'm not uh, president. <laughs> going, let's get into politics, shall we? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's that it's also that that weird drive, like that weird sports thing, because I was you know taught 
a lot about competitiveness and all that stuff. I just have this competitiveness that I feel like I can be doing something to making money. Mm-hmm. And I was doing DoorDash for a while, and then the numbers got so bad at Kentucky. Everyone around me, including you, was like, you can't. What are you yeah. doing, dude? You can't. But, you know, yeah. anyway, I feel like I'm rambling. No, you're not. You're oh. making perf- perfect sense. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're just, I'm just not interrupting you. That's what you're used to. I'm not used to. Oh, is that a dig? Oh, um. <laughs> on you? That's a dig on you because you interrupt me a lot. Do I interrupt you? No, well? you I'm don't sorry. ever interrupt me. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, you're right. I think you know, it's 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 your mind um, making up scenarios and thinking thinking one thing that is not true mm-hmm. but you're but because your mind is like this is true this is true your whole body's like oh my god this is true when it's not your yeah. li- your mind is literally lying to you yeah um and that's what that's the that's the difference between from from my perspective the difference uh-huh. between anxiety and depression yes anxiety your mind is lying to you it is constantly being like you should be doing this. You should be doing that. That person hates you. That person just looked at you wrong. They're going to murder you. Like yeah. it's all of these different things. Your mind is constantly giving you lies. Yeah. Whereas depression, it is so rooted in truth that okay. you can't get like it. There's like, there's no, yeah. things are bad. They suck. Yeah. Now granted, there's also a little lying because depression tells you it can't get better, but it can. I was going to say, yeah. So maybe my my analogy is not working. I would working. say it's, but I think you know depression. It's just you see every angle, yeah, of the truth, and that makes it harder to move past that. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Seriously, that's yeah. And I found that part of this, and I am on the lowest, which is weird. I'm so sensitive, and I'm a giant person. <laughs> but a little background. Um, yes. Charlie is six six. Yeah. And I am 5'9". Oh, 5'8". You 5'8"? Well, okay. So, yes. Yes. You know what's weird? Want to hear something sidetrack story? Yeah. I will only... So, I'm 6'6". Right. My dad is also 6'6". I don't know why I threw that in there. But if if I know... If someone is taller than me, I will notice their height. But if everyone is shorter than me, which is most people on Earth, (laughs) I don't even notice. Like, it doesn't... Because I'm so used to, like, just looking down at people, like... It like, doesn't phase you. It, no, it's you weird. don't notice how low you're looking. No. Because you're always looking down. Because I've lived so many days like this. It's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. But it must be yeah. weird for, for you to look up and see this, this handsome guy. Every day. What? Yes, please. We're getting married, guys. We are getting married. Please come to our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't because we need to make room for family. Oh, Jesus. Um, right, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, like uh, like I said, I it's... I've never struggled with anxiety, but seeing how it has affected you and how mm-hmm. debilitating it can be, it's bringing to light that I, um, I will, I have, I use the term anxious and that gives me anxiety very loosely. And, and that is not fair at all no, because I, that, that's not true. But I think it would be weird for me to be like, I take offense to that. Like, no, because it's. Well, no, the, what I'm saying is that people, People, yeah, some take people it have too, varying degrees of it. Yeah. They, it's people are becoming too flippant with that word, so that when a person some, does have actual anxiety and does have a anxious moment, people are like, "Oh, well, it's not that big of a deal because I have anxious moments." But it's because we've we've diluted that word. Yeah, kind of. I think, but I also don't want to take anything away from people who actually do have it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so 
like you're not you're not anxious you're just living life and you're nervous you're like, nervous but this is an uncomfortable moment it will pass anxiety it lives with you right yeah but yeah. also back to the med thing like we don't know i don't know what a life without anxiety is i mean i guess i do before like middle school but yeah. you know but i ought to be young i know but like so the med thing like if <clears throat> so like the first one i the first this is the first one I, t- I took and and maybe because it did one thing it did the one thing that i want then that's that then i'm like eh, i can deal with whatever kind of side effects it has which this you know has side effects it like it increases your sedentary whatever it like makes you hungry it like you know <clears throat> makes you more tired and it kind of has a depress because it's depressant right what i'm on zoloft but well butrin kind of gives you energy because i think my mom's on my mom was on it too so um maybe i guess is that isn't that that's that's the one thing that i've heard about wellbutrin that it kind of it just it works as like an energy Uh, giver if you will perhaps um but i think you know for is it dulling stuff for you i don't i just started today i don't well i mean um again um before before, again again I, i was going through something very traumatic and so, yeah. um, do you think part of you didn't want to get on it again? Cause you didn't want to go back to that traumatic. No, I or mean, is that, is that not, not affected at all? Um, I don't think it's affected me. I, I, mm-hmm. I, again, like my, so growing up in the family that I grew up with, the, growing up with my mom, yeah, who is, hi Hannah's mom. Hi mom. I love you. <laughs> um, she has taught me that really I grew up my grandfather um, who just passed last August Mm -hmm. um, he from a very young age was like we're talking about uncomfortable things we're going to talk about politics we're going to talk about religion we're going to talk about real things and you better make sure that the opinion that you have is your opinion and not something that you're just parroting so he would challenge me. And so I've grown up with that my entire life. So we are not afraid to one sit in silence, let someone complete their thought mm-hmm. and, you know, get everything out. Cause sometimes it does, it takes you a second to get yeah. everything out. Um, you know, we're, we are also not afraid to talk about uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. And my, my mom has done so much inner work that she has also challenged me to do some inner work. Uh-huh. And so, uh, I think it also helps that we grew up in the church. We have that, yes. you know, that faith and, you know, we pray, we meditate, we have that kind of unseen force to help us, help yeah. us along. And so that has helped, um, helped in a lot of ways. It, it, it's given me a lot of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, you know, because also there's, we, also recognize that sometimes you are just not able to do things by yourself. Like you have to have that help, which is why it's okay for it to take medicine. Even with all the internal work, you still, you still sometimes need some help. And sometimes you can't do that by yourself, which is why you should go to therapy. I felt the opposite because of the way I grew up. Irish Catholic. <laughs> you put that shit down, man. You, <laughs> you, you bury that. Down. And boy, it's funny to say now, but... Uh, that shit stacks up, man. You know what I'm it saying? Does. Like, and if any of my family is listening, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, <laughs> that stuff boils up. 
Yes, and I and I also dealt with the living at home thing. Mm. Like when my my brother and sister were, "Pie, you are so okay, our cat." It's being very the cute. Cutest cat ever. She is just so not. Whenever she's not involved in something, she wants to be. Involved. She wants to be involved. She's like, what do you guys? This is this is new. Usually, you guys just come home and watch TV. Um, I forget what, what was I saying. Um, you were saying your your fan. You grew up the opposite way. You stuffed things down. Yeah, and I I felt very self conscious about living at home. Uh, eight years, nine years past, eight years farther, fat, you know, past when I should have very, very, that was always underlying uh, every like family get together for those eight years or whatever. You felt judged. Oh, sure. And that was kind of fueling stuff for a while. And I wasn't on meds then. And yeah, I mean, it was just there. So what was my point? Uh, I was talking about the difference between oh your mom your family made you do inner work and correct when we visited them they ma- tried to make me do inner work <laughs> well they wanted they <laughs> it was intense. It, it it's was, just different it's different it's different cultures and again yeah, it's you don't realize that until yeah. you get out and beat like uh, and experience and yeah i kind of grew up with i don't know my family's very close and very tight-knit and we kind of are very used to each other and how like our all our dynamics together so when we have like someone else come in or we're forced into a different dynamic for me at least i just turn inward and i become anxious and i don't talk a lot and uh you saw me at your grandfather's house but uh but yeah and it, it took me a while to like warm up to you like it takes me a while to start talking i don't think that that's true i felt like we it's had around new people well i feel like would Sorry, I don't think that that's true. That you weren't comfortable around me at first. Oh yeah, I, I, you know what, I said that, and I realized, yeah, because we have a thing. I mean, we're in love, so. Well, yeah, but it's also you meet these people, and they're like, yeah, I think sometimes you just make an immediate connection with some people, yeah. but that is not always the case. But you're like on the same wavelength. But yeah. With you, it was it was interesting because it it literally felt like we were on the same, like level as far as emotionally and what what like what we wanted from each other and and i don't know it just felt so it's just so easy to talk to and um you know whatever yeah whatever love you too i don't know you know like yeah you feel like you're you you meet a person who's the other side of whatever i'm gonna use the coin thing again (laughs) the other side of the coin nice Yeah. yeah no i think i think it's just i think it's interesting because again like you grow up as you're growing up, you're exposed to what you're exposed to in the family that you have. Yes. And then as you get older, you get exposed to other families. So I thought it was very, it's very interesting uh-huh. to me that when, when I visit your family and experience that you guys have this rhythm yeah. that is just like, I think it might have been the third or fourth time that I visited that I was able to jump in and contribute to a conversation. Your mom was there too. Um, right and, on that, third one or something like that? maybe something yeah. she wasn't able to jump in because she didn't no, get your she, all's she rhythm was hilarious after it she was like i don't know um but which is not which is unusual for me because yeah. i'm a talker like i can you know i can i can hold a conversation um but our topics man we exactly just... you guys you guys but that you guys have this second hand almost right. which is beautiful which is wonderful and I, you guys are so close and that's so, that's so wonderful um but again, it's just the fam- families are different. It's just not. 
easily adaptable. Like yeah. I can't like I'm so used to that. So when I go to your family's uh, things, it is. I don't know. It just hasn't happened enough yet where I, I I'm able to switch gears between. Well, you have to, you have to, we're, we're slow and steady. You know, we, again, we're, my family, we're okay with, with being in silence, being, you know, but also like letting someone. (laughs) Irish Irish Catholic way. (laughs) We, we, sometimes it takes us a, a second to get a thought out and we pause in the middle of our sentences and y'all. I, I hear you coming. You like to jump in immediately before one person even gets their thought. Yeah, out. because, yeah, because we. Oh, what the fuck was I just gonna say? Oh, damn it, I forget. But uh, and not everything has to be a joke with us. Yeah. Everything has to end with a joke, a joke, which is why it's so funny to watch my sister at these things because everyone's yeah. talking over her. She's our young. She, she's the youngest, and <laughs> my dad and my brother get going. It's just it's it's pretty yeah. hilarious. But but anyway, yeah. my point is. Like we need, I need you to pull that out of me, if you know what I mean. I need you to be able to, like, in those situations, you know, where we're at your brother's place for Christmas, or we're at your grand your grandparents' house for uh, the memorial, or something like that, where I'm just around your vi- your your family's vibe to be able to like, and you're great at that. Thank so, you. You're welcome. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I like us just like sitting, but I feel like we need more structure. I feel like no one's really? going to listen to this. Well, not anymore because yeah. you just said that. No, people are. I'm. Hey, man, we've been talking for about forty-five minutes. Nice. An hour. Yeah. Who's not going to listen to this? I people listen to long-form podcasts that are about nothing. That's true. This is a lot about mental health, and it's interesting. It is. I find it interesting. Good. I do too. Thanks for the first review. You're welcome. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this. Zero stars. Says the first guest. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't. I really don't want it to be kind of a long rambling thing, but also I could talk about this stuff forever, right? Because it's interesting to me. Because I came on late, like with meds and stuff, and I've. <laughs> oh, my cat just bit me. Uh, um. And I, I need to find like find, finding a therapist is a whole other thing. Like, they're all doing this like online chat now, which is like pretty expensive, apparently. Exactly. That's that's the one thing that kind of breaks my heart about the oh, yeah. the society that we lived in live in because mental health has just recently become a non taboo topic. Yeah. Um, that I feel, and this is me getting a little political, Get off your but um, I feel like the capitalistic nature that is the United States mm-hmm. has, um, taken advantage of the fact that now people are are more willing to get help but they want to make a profit off of that and i think that that's so unfair i understand that these therapists need to get paid i get that they had lots of hours of of work in Mm -hmm. school and and also clinical whatever doctors have to do and all that kind of shit but um i feel like our our country needs to really it's the insurance it's insurance i'm going on a tangent <laughs> now we're no, no one's really gonna listen it's, you know what you are correct because i had to get i had to re-up for kentucky medicaid and it was fucking hard yeah. it, like they make it so hard just to get a free 
just to get free insurance. Yeah. And I and they they pair you with this doctor. I have not an appointment with him yet. I don't know if he's, who knows if he's going to be good. I have so basically my whole because I can't work right now. I have shitty. I have free health insurance, and I am going to be paired with who knows what kind of a therapist or anybody or like medication or doctor like that I'm going to be with. So I am glad that all of these online and through texting and FaceTime uh, therapists are available because I think our generation is a little bit more comfortable with having that barrier. Maybe I don't know. Instead of like sitting in a room with someone. I don't think I couldn't do a text one. I don't know about doing a text one. Could, Could you do that? I think there are some moments where it's easier to text something because you can also edit yourself that way, which is not good that's for not therapy. Good. Yeah, exactly. But at least it like it. it <laughs> <laughs> well, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be able to edit myself. I want to be able to look someone in the eye and just. But also like for me, I, I realized because I did I went so through my through my job, we were given the opportunity where there's um you could go for six visits for free mm-hmm. to a, to someone in therapy. I think there's also one for uh, there's a lawyer. There's also there's like all these different oh. uh, aspects where you get six free visits or something. There's like a okay. financial advisor. There's a bunch of them, and one of them was therapy. And because I was grieving my father's death, I was like, I I need I need this. Um, and I think it, it takes time for you to become so comfortable with someone that you can bear yes. it all. And I feel like had it been via text or there was some sort of barrier, I think I would have let loose things earlier. Because, right. um, but I think that having that, because I do, I feel like sometimes having a barrier actually allows me to be more open about some things and and still but still edit myself with other things like it's it's it seems counterintuitive but it that's just the way my mind works hey, i guess works because like sometimes for example before we were together what and i was on bumble oh, i could God. be a little bit more risque than i normally would be via text but once we got in person, that's when I was like, Wah. But what about a therapist? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can be a little bit more open about certain things because they don't have to look, I don't have to look them in the eye. But is that true then? Like, you know what I mean? Like For some people, I think it is. Like that's why that's that's a thing yeah. now. I think some people are more comfortable with yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a little counterintuitive because then you always have that safety net of being yeah. able to edit yourself and you need to be able to be more comfortable and have that therapist dig deep. But I also like the idea of being able to just text a therapist at any point and just being like, Hey, I had a really shitty day. Yeah. And then they're like, just, you well, know, I think you that can... that's very, that's although I can, I can do that with you. So yeah, I don't <laughs> I'm need... your therapist. You're welcome. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think that I mean that's so our generation. You know what I mean? Weird, like yeah. our 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 generation is very much like I feel this thing right now. Let me get it out. I'm gonna just text someone real quick. Huh? And I think that that's where that has that exists now. Right. Where it hasn't in the past. Yeah. But I still think going to an in-person therapist is the best way to do it. It's just too expensive. Thank you, stupid insurance. It's too expensive to find the good ones, man. Yeah. Well, the good ones should. I mean, there again. It's like it's it's one of those things where it's worth 
spending the money for your house. Yeah. Um, but I do wish some of the good ones would just be like, you know what? I What I offer is too valuable. I should just give it away. I wonder if, and that makes me think of during the pandemic, are, are, the, are some of the good ones maybe doing it for lesser of a price or like pro bono kind of stuff? Oh, I don't know. So many people are not working. Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of doctors are going to virtual things. Um, so maybe That's they've been better. forced to. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know if they're going to give a discount for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to talk to my guy. Apparently, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Consult I just... your person. You know. Hey, isn't this a form of therapy? It is. Kind of? It is kind of, yeah. You know, we're not getting paid therapy bucks. Nope. Not yet. I but, have uh, no. I know have. I have no basis other than my own opinion on things. But it's you have a whole life that True. you can base it on, and you have twenty six years. How old are you? Thirty three. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with your twenty six. She is uh, older than my brother. Than my older brother. I am. I'm. The Isn't that? eldest it's not weird it's not weird at all like for me it's not weird at all i feel like a lot of times i forget except for very specific times specific times when it's so blatant that you are younger <laughs> than i am and it's i like it's pull a- out of toddlers like <laughs> like a rattle <laughs> just like what are you doing uh i guess so maybe it's different because because you're farther along in your journey <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's a nice that way of putting that i'm older than you but no i think something for me in particular something happened on this side of 30 where something mm-hmm. clicks for me yeah where i have become more comfortable in my own skin i have yeah. become more in tuned with who i am yeah and uh sometimes i f- I forget that we have different life experiences and that you nece- you have, might not necessarily have have learned the lessons that I have in my um, life. Yeah, that's true. But you also haven't lived my life. Correct. You know, 10 years on the road playing shitty bars with people yelling at you. That makes you grow up real, real fucking quick, you know? Right. As a musician, you're all, and I'm by myself. Like, you know... And that's this part of this part of the anxiety comes in there because I would <clears throat> I have done this like five or ten times in, in, in the you know ten years, eleven years that I've been doing this. I'm not counting this year. <laughs> <laughs> but I would literally pull up, see a bunch of drunk assholes walk into the bar. I would walk into the bar, be like, hey, just got a family emergency. I can't do it. I did this with you once. You did. And you were there and you were totally supportive. But yeah, I've done that multiple times. Like and I have gotten shit for it. Like, I people have called me and like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you are a professional. <laughs> and I can't explain it to anybody. Of your, because of the anxiety? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this is all before medication and stuff. This yeah. was, I was living at home and, you know. Since you've been on medication, have you bailed nope. on a gig? No. Because of feeling anxious. No. No, no, no. Right. Uh, I you, almost bailed it on once because they wouldn't. I was playing a party and they weren't fucking wearing their masks during the pandemic. Well, you you didn't necessarily bail on a gig. You you did leave to go back home because of your anxiety and had to miss a gig. Which one? When we were in California. I'd have missed two gigs. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 
that was then. I was was I off my? Were you off your meds at that point? Maybe I forget. But yeah, and as soon as I got back, I was like, "What am I doing? This yeah. is the stupidest thing in the world. You're an idiot. Go, but just you know." And I and while I was there, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything. I just you know, I shouldn't have been there. Like it was the weirdest feeling in the world, and it was the first time that I had done anything like that. So I was just like, anyway. But uh, yeah, it was a lot. California was a lot, man. It was hard. But we did. We learned a lot about about ourselves and also each other as a couple. Yeah. Um, and We're learned now. to endure. What'd you say? <laughs> See, I have to make a stupid joke because we're talking about serious stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. And now we're here. Yeah. Back. Trapped. Well, you're back at work, so for, I am for, for every other week. Four days. For four days. Yep. And yeah, we could we could talk about that too. The difference between. You working at home and you working. Yeah, it's been really interesting going, having worked from home and then going back into the office. Because we moved back here while the pandemic was happening in March. So it was just the the lockdowns were just starting. Correct. We stayed at, we like wiped down hotel rooms. Yes. Oh, God. We came in with, I don't know if, were we wearing masks or just? No, I don't think so. I think we were wearing gloves. Yeah. Not masks. Nope, and we would just wipe everything down. And we wipe, we would wipe everything down. Yeah, no. So I, 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 my the company that I work for has a location in California and also a location in Cincinnati. Um, I started in the Cincinnati, was given an amazing opportunity to work out of the California office. Um, working out of the California office, I grew and learned so much about myself career wise, but I just couldn't. Um, being so far from family and the, the office wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, it was, it wasn't the same culture as I was, I was used to out of Cincinnati. Um, so with everything going on, just the, the scales of either staying or coming back, it was just, it was so blatantly obvious that we needed to come back. So we moved back to Cincinnati. So I'm back in the Cincinnati office. Yeah. Um, but we, I had, I hadn't, I was back, but I wasn't back. So I was working out of, out of, everyone was working at home. Correct. Everybody was working from home. Um, and that was hard because, um, I feel like working, working from home, uh um, for me, I feel like I am half-assing work and half-assing home. Yeah. I'm not quite full-assing right. <laughs> anything. To quote Ron Swanson. Correct. Um, yeah, definitely. And, that, and, and maybe that's my, my perception. Maybe people think that, nope. you know, it's been fine. That's what I do all day. Um, but uh, it's, been, it's been interesting going back because, one, I feel like when I'm there, I'm in work mode. I can get shit done. Uh-huh. I, f- I feel like I'm more productive it may not be the actual case, but my mindset is that I'm getting more shit done. Yeah, even if you're in just that environment, you're like talking to like even like the interstitial talking to people in between, like on being on your computer and stuff. You're like actually still technically working because you're talking to right. You can literally talk to them. You don't have to call them like you know or or message them uh, on GChat. Yes, we're doing the Google Meet. Yes. Which I'm still doing because I'm still working with a lot of people out of California. Yeah. 
you guys not, is it just Google Meet or not Zoom? We do not use Zoom. We just use oh. Google Meet. Is there a specific reason for that? Because we're all Gmail. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Our emails are all through Gmail. Um, <laughs> yeah. We will use sometimes GoToMeeting. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> now we're doing commercials, I guess. Go to meeting. But yeah, no, Zoom has always been, it's been more of like a personal yeah. stuff. Do you want something funny? Yeah. I was worried you weren't going to talk for long enough. Really? <laughs> yeah. You think that once we got started, we wouldn't well, talk enough? I don't know. It's late. Because I was you, in a you, very you, bad mood when I got home. You a long day, man. It wasn't that I had a long day. That's not true. It was a hard day. It was, I am frustrated because... Since coming back, um, I feel, and this uh-huh. is only coming from my feelings Anime. of things, I feel like I took a step back career-wise in order to move back here. And that is frustrating uh-huh. for me because uh, I did take a step forward and have to take like two steps back. I just, I, I, I feel like I'm... But that's that might be fall into the same category as the pandemic caused that because... Yeah. But but nothing anybody can say can make you think that it wasn't, you know, like you're blaming yourself for it a little bit. Right. But, you know, doing the job that you have, if the pandemic didn't happen, you would be, you know, doing what you came back here to do. And like you wouldn't be too you wouldn't be too set. You wouldn't be feeling two steps backward. Like, you know, what I, mean? I would hope so. I you know, and, and that's what that's what everybody's been saying or you and my mom, essentially the only that's two people that I talked to you. Um, that's not true. I talked to a couple other friends too. Two other <laughs> friends. You got your five. Um, but yeah, you know, that's 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 what you guys have been saying is that like this is because of the pandemic and there's you can't you can't say what would have happened or could have happened mm-hmm. had the pandemic not happened. Um, but again, it's just or if we were out of the pandemic, or yeah, like we should be. I just I you know for for me. The depression is it it rears its head in different ways, which is why I'm back on medication is that I don't consider myself an angry person, Mm -hmm. but I get so angry these days and I can't pull myself out of that. So out of that mindset, which is why I need that help from again, like it's it's not anti-anger, but I no. feel like the depression makes me angry. So it's helping me. Yeah, get it's out weird of that. because well also you're much more of an extrovert than I. Like I'm I'm a total introvert. But even being trapped in these walls, like at a certain point, you're like, okay, I can't fucking do this every single day. Time means nothing. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I like want to blame it on other stuff because I don't want to like socialize or whatever, because <laughs> that's just not in my brain to want to do, you still gotta like like it's part of our DNA as humans to want to socialize and get yeah. out and talk to people because, you know, endorphins running all the yeah. time. Like even just doing this is fun for me. Yeah. And we're in the same place that we. This is what we would be doing anyway. Yeah. Except we have microphones Petting in our hands. <laughs> except we'll be, we would be watching Designated Survivor. We would be. Which we are almost done with. Um. By the way, side note, told my parents to start Umbrella Academy. So good, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they're gonna listen. So well, our tastes only interlap, overlap it's halfway. 50/50. It's fifty-fifty. But so. I start. I gave them the end of it's a great soundtrack. Nice. Which is, you know, so it gets your dad's mind. And also, I'm it. not a sci-fi fantasy guy, but great writing and great characters. Correct. Characters very character driven. Characters welcome. Yes. Yeah. Very character driven. 
Uh, yeah, but anyway, shout out to Umbrella. <laughs> um, we could talk forever. We could. So you could make this into two episodes. If you really want? I could. Part one, P two, P one, P two, P one, P two. Um. So again, I think again, uh, we need to be able to talk about where our mind goes, where it wanders, where it um. It tries to lead you yeah. in a way that is productive. Because I think sometimes when people talk about, this is not all the time, but I feel like sometimes when people start talking about mental health, mm-hmm. it's a way to kind of dwell in it rather than move forward and try to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes people use, and this is, again, They're martyrs. I, keep qual- I keep giving qualifications not qualifications. Well, uh, uh, has a word for it, but yeah, you're you're saying that people. This is not the all of the case, but I feel like sometimes people like to they use it as an identi- they identifier. Grab they they grab onto it. It becomes their whole identity yeah. when it shouldn't be. It should just be a small part that you can then grow and learn and move away from. At some yeah, point. no. And that's why I wanted to do this because people don't talk about it. I can do I've I can do I can talk about music all day too, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do that. I don't think people can really people can relate to it. And they want to know what's going on behind the scenes. But uh, this is where I'm at right now in my life that I want to talk to people like this. Yeah. And some of this stuff we hadn't even never even talked about. Right. I think that's true. Yeah, maybe maybe a few things here and there, but I feel like we've talked about most. And of we. This. You know, for the record, quote unquote, like each other. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> News to me. News. Flash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we could totally do another another one, but you're going to have to do that another another time. Yeah. Another another time. Another different time. I have a weird stutter too. You've, you've noticed this. You must have noticed this. A little bit. That on certain syllables, I stutter. It used to be much worse without my without the uh, meds. Really? Yeah, it's because my uh, you know my family we're all working really quickly and mm-hmm. you trip over your own thoughts. Yeah, can't get them out of your mouth fast enough. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but here we are. Here we are. Anyway, our cat's it's, being adorable. It's made you quick witted though. Sure. You can come up with jokes, dude, on everything. Yeah, but how helpful is that in society? But sometimes <laughs> it's it it. Sometimes it's needed. Sometimes a little oh, levity God. is needed. But, you know, I and I still feel like I question. I just and we don't we don't really need to talk about anything else because we've talked for for long enough. But there are times I just feel constantly like I'm just. And again, because I I told you the reason I want to start this podcast the other day, we were uh, in line waiting at Kroger, and I told you. That when people say my name, I think my my brain automatically goes to "you're an idiot." Remember, because oh, right. I have negative connotations with my name. Because coaches would yell it and scream it at me when I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's and it was it was I was a kid, you know, I was a kid. Yeah, which is very formative years, and and I I never put my finger on what that was until a couple days ago, last week. You know what I mean? Yesterday. Yeah, and it took. And maybe if I'd seen the right therapist at yeah. some point, that would have happened. But, you know, again, negative connotation. It seems that like mental mental health and 
<clears throat> like getting help are like way down on the priority list as far as things that need to do to get to do the American dream, quote unquote, to have the American dream, quote unquote. Well, it seems like a luxury when yeah. it's not. It is this is it's as essential as a regular doctor. Right. Because it controls everything that you do. Everything is interconnected. Yeah. Your mental health affects your physical health. Right. Um Totally. Every, everything. It, it's all. It's, it's so all weird. Yeah. It's it's almost backwards the way that trainers and coaches they're like, okay, you got to eat this stuff, and you go, no, no, no. You start with your brain. If are, are you there? If because if you're there, right, ready to start losing weight, because of course you have to get to a certain mental spot, mm-hmm. and you know. But yeah, that's what something I, has to click mentally for everything else to fall online. Yeah. When you get to a point where you are m- mentally ready to make the decision, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to do all these things, then it clicks and it works and it does it does really well and And people have varying like some people can push through other stuff and like people have varying degrees of that. Like Mm -hmm. they need a lot of time before they can get their mind wrapped around okay, this is my new lifestyle. Like this is my what I eat. This is, you know, well, they it it takes you a, it takes them a while of seeing it as a good thing and not Correct. a negative thing. I can't have this thing. I can't yeah. do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Rather than be like, I get to do this. I well, get yeah, to do and, that. And, like part of my thing for dieting and for diet because I love. I mean, food is a comfort. Alcohol could be taken away forever. I don't need it. Like I can I can never get addicted to alcohol the way I'm addicted to food. Yeah. Also partially because you need food, but. Part of the reason like dieting is because it, it comes from me thinking like part of it is because I, I, I my brain was th- I thought like an anxious person. Mm. My, my, my feelings didn't they didn't push like the way that I th- or they, 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 they did. But after I, st- I took medication and I stopped being I stopped getting that feeling in my stomach, my the anxious thoughts were still there. Mm. They, but they weren't like I wasn't anxious. Like it was just the way my mind needed to deal with. It was a habit. It had to cope. Yeah, it was a coping mechanism. So part of being anxious is that you think what's happening right now is going to last forever. Mm. And that was part of why I wasn't dieting because I was like, oh, I have to do this forever. I have to diet forever. And it's like, no, you can do it for like three weeks or you can do it for like a week and then whatever. You know what I mean? But it's just about every day doing something that's in the right direction. Right. You know what I mean, that's kind of. Again, it's like it's it's like one of those things where diet to me has such a negative connotation where it should just like, I need to start eating healthy uh-huh. needs is, is what needs to happen. Um, yes. and that's, that's different in my mind when someone says like, Oh, I'm going on a diet. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, what are you taking out? Like, what are you, what are you restricting? What are you, what are you giving up? And that's it. it you yeah. gotta, it, you gotta flip your mind into thinking that I'm just like eating healthy healthy instead of like i'm yeah. taking something away but i'm not i'm not in a space that i can do that right now so food is what i'm i'm holding on to and i and i hate i hate that that's true about myself and i hate that none yeah. of my clothes fit anymore and that i don't get to wear soft clothing when i have to go into the office which is making me feel uncomfortable all day right. yeah and of course my mind goes to everybody thinking what I'm thinking that I'm fat, that I right. am not attractive, that I, Oh, that girl needs to be wearing different clothes now. Like, right. yeah, yeah. and nobody cares. Nobody is thinking no, that nobody, is, nobody, uh, nobody is that consumed about me except for me. Like nobody yeah. cares. That's it too, man. That's yeah. part of it too. It's like people are just in it for themselves. And if that, 
if that includes you, then yeah, I guess they'll they'll think about you for a second. But and then they're immediately but they're on like, their own they thing. They have their own shit, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you. Anyway, uh, yeah, we should wrap it up. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.